Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to the Claret and Blue YouTube channel and podcast feed. We've got a very different video today. First of all, I'm sat in my bedroom, like the good old days. This is very strange to be sat here talking to a laptop, but I'm joined by uh, Guy Clark from the Liverpool Echo. Guy, how are you? I'm not so bad, Dan. How are you? Yeah, keeping well. So no, no flu symptoms just yet, so I'm just going to stay here on my own in my bedroom for the foreseeable and <laughs> and uh, avoid all human contact. I, I, th- I think we're all doing the same, mate, to be honest. I'm, I'm sat here in my kitchen and I feel as though I'm in, not just in self-isolation <laughs> in my house, but in my kitchen at the moment, trying to churn out as many podcasts and, and videos as possible. Yeah, it's a strange situation, isn't it? But we carry on. We try and, uh, we try and bring some norm- normality back to people's lives, so... There's no football. It's all been suspended till April, as it stands. Um, it's very unlikely it's going to come back in April, in my opinion. So we're going to try and talk about the football a little bit. Um, if you can first of all explain your um, allegiances. I know you're not a Liverpool fan, but you, you work with the Echo and you cover the club. So potential Premier League title on the hands for, for you on the way. Or, or is it? Yeah, well, it, it seems that way. Role I do, obviously, the, the Liverpool Echo, part of the Blood Red team, providing a load of podcasts and, yeah. and videos talking an awful lot about Liverpool and their fortunes. And yeah, this uh, Premier League title is, is now obviously suspended along with the whole Premier League, which it was a very strange week at Echo HQ because the week before Liverpool went into the week knowing that two wins and they could be Premier League champions or if City slipped up, City had to play Arsenal, they had to play Burnley before obviously uh, Liverpool played or were due to play Everton in the Merseyside derby, which given that the the Arsenal game was the first one that was cancelled in the Premier League due to the coronavirus fears, then that sort of pushed everything back. But we went from a week of mad panic of trying to plan all of this stuff, thinking (laughs) we would have had the March international break to to plan a massive title celebration to all of a sudden everything being on hold. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? Obviously, the... How we set all the Premier League, first of all, is the big question. How, in your opinion, what what do you think should happen? You've got you avoid the season and we start fresh at some point from zero. We pick football back up again at some point and carry on as we were, or we bring football back at some point, maybe behind closed doors. What if those are the three scenarios I can think of? Which is the the preferred option there for you? For me, the preferred option would probably be you wait till maybe July, August time, if if that's a safe time to bring back football as we're all well and used to it uh, happening. Then within that, I've got two schools of thought. One, the initial one I thought would probably be you bring the season back in because if we're off that long, you're probably going to need like a, a mini pre-season. So you bring the Premier League football yeah. back in August. So hopefully sides can get back in training in July. You bring football back in perhaps mid-August. Um, you basically finish off the last 10 games and cup competitions that need finishing off before, let's say, November. If you can do that, you then have a month maybe of a transfer window and time off for players to just reset and mentally prepare for what would then be a new season that could perhaps start in December. You'd run one round of fixtures, so 19 in the Premier League, 23 in the EFL. 
then as they do in Scotland, mm. split, if you're still with me, I know this is complex, but split then <laughs> after one round of games. So in the Premier League, the top half would play the rest of those top half sides. You'd have another nine games there to give you, in effect, a 28-game season in the Premier League. And obviously in the, the EFL, you'd end up with a 34-game season. So teams wouldn't lose as much money, perhaps financially, from lack of matches. And we might then, if we started that in December, be able to, to get all of that done by May. But also you've got then the 2022 World Cup. So do you now realign everything yeah. to work towards that but Euro 2020 is now next summer so I mean it looks as though we do need to get another season done before the end of next May Premier League years is great on Sky Sports as is 100 Club and all of the, the <laughs> other different things but if they could play some kind of football even if it be behind closed doors and we can still watch it some live action yes the fans wouldn't be there and that makes up such <laughs> a, a big deal in football especially working from a Liverpool point of view the title being secured in front yeah. of no fans would be awful but it would be better I think keep up morale yeah. more than anything else What is the, the feeling with Liverpool fans up, up, up there? Obviously uh, no Premier League title for is it was this would this be the thirtieth year? Is that right? Was it the ninety the last one? So yeah, so no Premier League title for for th- almost thirty years. You're absolutely guaranteed to win it. When football comes back, you need five or six points. You will win the Premier League title this year when football comes back. If this whole scenario is that we go no, sorry guys, we're going to avoid the season. What would Liverpool fans feel about that? Because as a Villa fan, we kind of go, oh, well, well, we'll be in the Premier League next year, so we don't really care. We've had a little bit of a reprieve. Whereas with Liverpool, uh, uh, moments away from a title that might not happen. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that it, it just it, it can't happen effectively. I think if that happened, there would be riots on Merseyside as to why this has been allowed yeah. to happen. Because when you, when you think as well the previous season, getting 97 points and not winning the league was hard enough to believe and then coming out this season and getting to the stage in the season where Liverpool do find themselves and that obviously being a case of having played 29 games won 27 of those just drawn once and lost once it it shows just the levels of consistency that Jurgen Klopp's got the side playing at and I think if you then looked at it and went actually it's all null and void you've got arguably the greatest domestic side regardless of Premier League or First Division whatever you've got arguably if if Liverpool went and won the rest of the games and only dropped five points through the course of a season and ended on 109 points I mean you'd be just expunging that from history and all of a sudden you'd look back in the history books in 10, 15, Mm. 20 years time and say Oh, what, what what was happening in that season before it got suspended? And then you'd remember, oh yeah, it was arguably perhaps one of the greatest ever sides that were denied the opportunity to get their hands on the trophy. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. The more you sit down and actually think about what, what scenario we're living through, that can't be allowed to happen. But obviously there's more important things than football and everyone needs to stay safe and all the rest of it. I agree with that. But we're in working in the line of... Uh, football in the football industry this is what we have to talk about and this is what we have to fill our time with the fact that Liverpool might not win a league and having been so good because of a virus outbreak like when you actually think that through and how strange that is it is a really weird time also the other side of that is there's been a bit of of banter and stuff from other fans on, on social media that I've seen that Liverpool would win the league in in the season where football got suspended and you know it almost wouldn't be quite real that you won it this year because everything went a bit weird is is that a, something that Liverpool fans would care about because as a Villa fan the thought of winning the Premier League title would be enough that we go oh, I don't really I don't care how it happens 
Yeah, I mean, Liverpool fans have waited so long for this. Obviously, having 18 league titles and in 1990, I I wasn't walking this planet, neither were you, but you speak to people who were and the the idea of Liverpool going 30 full years without winning a league title would have been absolutely astonishing. Yet that's the situation they find themselves in. And I know a few guys in the office a few weeks back were sort of joking about how the only thing that could stop Liverpool now winning the league title would be a natural disaster or something that wasn't actually related to football. And and that is the situation that now sort of seems to be playing out. As you say, Echo, what, what you say, that we hope everyone obviously stays safe and health and well-being is at the paramount but football is a, a massive part of people's lives not just as we talk about it but people who go to the games people who are, are so emotionally invested yeah, and I think yeah. I think that's one of the key points especially with Karen Brady what she said about how the season should just be expunged and we should all start again the following season you're forgetting and I know there's companies who pay an awful lot of money and therefore they're protecting certain interests but in terms of relative spending Mm -hmm. you've got supporters who travel the length and breadth of the country spending all of their disposable income and more in some cases following and watching their teams they have put in such an awful amount of financial resource and also emotional resource to follow this journey follow what is happening and all of a sudden you're going to say to them oh all of that was for nothing. I, I don't think you can do it. I really, I, it, it just can't happen. The thing as well with that is that if we're in a position in, say, I don't know, August, September, whatever, to go, right, we're going to wipe our hands of it. We're going to start a new season. Everyone starts from zero. All the players are fit and healthy. The world's gone back to normal. If we're in that position, surely you just, like if we're in a position to start a fresh season, why are we not in a position just to carry on the season that we've got now first, finish that, 10 games, get it done over the course of, what, eight weeks or something? And you do it, or you play Saturday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Tuesday to just get it out of the way and move on quickly. If we're in a position to start a fresh league, surely we're in a position to finish this league first before moving on. Also, the, the, the permutations of the championship, there's been a lot of talk about, well, relegate Villa, Norwich, and Bournemouth and promote Leeds, West Brom, and somebody else who's in the top six. Like, Leeds and West Brom haven't done anything yet. Technically, Liverpool haven't won the title yet. Like they were going to, they only needed a few points, and Liverpool will win the title. But no one's achieved anything yet. Villa haven't been relegated. We still got a game in hand as well over everybody else, so we're already at a slight disadvantage now. You can't start giving titles out and and relegations and promotions and all the rest of it when things haven't been concrete yet. So if we're in a position to start a new league at some point in August, surely you just finish this one first, and then we start fresh with the new the following season in. October or whatever that is. Well, yeah, it's always one of the, the massive things that's said about things aren't done until they're mathematically certain. You would have spoken to players and managers like I have it over years where you <laughs> see a side absolutely nailed to, to to their fate of what's going to happen. And oh no, until it's mathematically certain, we'll yeah. be plugging away. But you look at the Liverpool situation, 25 points clear at the top of the league. As you say, Villa have a game in hand as to City, of course, because of the, the Carabao Cup final. But Manchester City, I think yeah. they still have 27 points left to play for. No, they've got 10 games left, haven't they? So they've got 30 points to play for. They're 25 points behind Liverpool. So they can only afford to drop five points, which then goal difference comes into it. They're not going to achieve 25 from 30 points regardless. I don't think personally, given the form they've shown through the course of the season. Although when it resumes, they may well do. But that's now... However it resumes, it's all warped now because 
you can have, as we were just saying before, Aston Villa, I think, are a club who, who could, in, in fact, benefit from it because you've got a squad of players who were assembled very quickly in one summer. Now, if we have to have almost a new pre-season mm. before football gets back underway, especially, is it Samata, the, the new signing up front, a guy who's looked really good since coming yeah, in, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, he's now going to have even extra time to bed in, get to know his teammates, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've got more time as, as a squad to gel together. You've got injuries of players like Tom Heaton, who, yeah. who now may even find that he can get back before <laughs> yeah. the season finishes. You thought his season was long gone. It's crazy, isn't it? There's so many different permutations. Obviously, John McGinn as well, a, a massive name linked with with uh, with various different clubs over the last few months. He was due to come back in March, and it was kind of like, well, he might even make the cup final, and, but he'll be back for Chelsea or Newcastle or, or somebody like this. He now comes back to a, a side and will be fully fit by the time we start playing again because there was concerns over us kind of rushing him back because we're in trouble and maybe he, him not being quite ready. If football doesn't come back for another even another three weeks, uh, you know, if everything says yeah we're coming back in in April or whatever the the original plan is, if that does happen, that's still three weeks extra for all those things to happen, like you just said. But I mean, the likelihood is we're going to be looking at football probably during the summer which to be honest I don't really think it's a bad thing but the best part about the international tournaments is those you know warm weekends and going to the football and beer gardens and pubs and all the rest of it we get to do that with club football now we get to start just wearing t-shirts no coats for Premier League football during the summer that's actually quite exciting it's balmy isn't it thinking about being in inside Villa Park with uh, nothing other than a t-shirt on in the press box uh, I uh, mean uh, 30 degrees <laughs> yeah, it would be mad. Obviously, FIFA do have their plans for this Club World Cup that they wanted to start in 2021 as well. So, I mean, th- th- there there is always football all the time. And I'm sure as soon as it is safe and able to uh, to be the case that football will resume. And obviously, that, that therefore looks as though, yes, summer football will definitely be a thing for at least one summer. It, it depends on how the, the calendars get rejigged. If now FIFA decide that this is a prime time mm. to rejig everything heading towards the 2022 Qatar World Cup then yeah things might get altered for a couple of seasons we'll have to wait and see that's the thing No, none of us have lived through anything like this before as much as the 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 health implications of what's going on and the working from home and the public transport and all the rest of it that's something new to deal with for everybody but football something that you kind of do as a, a hobby to put it in air quotes it's something that you you put in put time and money into, like like you just said. The fact that even that's been affected to such a degree that no one really knows what's going on. That fixture lists could change. The whole you know this could affect football for the next two or three seasons. Transfer windows. When is that going to be? Players out of contract. What happens to those when they expire in June? If the football season's still going on, there's so many different permutations that no one really knows the answer to. It's kind of our job as as journalists for the next however long to kind of just sit here and guess a little bit <laughs> and pretend like we know what we're talking about and just hope that at some point things go back to normal no it definitely is the case and even you talk about transfers and, and things like that i mean worst case scenario we're in lockdown for a long time you could have big businesses that go out of of business themselves which sponsor certain clubs yeah. and whatnot and industries that fail and then all of a sudden can clubs afford to keep paying massive salaries to players are sponsors still on board you've got so many different outcomes that are yet to obviously and the regular staff as well exactly and we're just scratching the surface with the sort of place we're in now and it's probably a bit deep of us to really go fully in-depth speculating as we sort of just have, have <laughs> yeah. done there but no it, it really is one of those that you you, you sort, sort of can't call but um i know here on on merseyside and with liverpool it is all just about making sure that football resumes and I think as time goes on 
the idea of even playing behind closed doors and just getting something done might enter more and more mm. people's psyches because I think that's that's the biggest part in terms of Liverpool is the fans are such a big part of the club as they are with any club but with Liverpool they are so ingrained and so entwined in every decision the club sort of seems to make whether it's even sort of players signings and sponsorship deals and, and, and this that and the other the clubs are so crucial to everything that Liverpool Football Club at the moment sort of try and do they're really on board with the supporters groups and, and yeah. all sorts and they've waited 30 years for a league title not only have they waited they've been derided and mocked in public for waiting for so long for a league yeah, title yeah. this is our year obviously being the, the, the sort of famous line that's thrown back at Liverpool fans and if they were to then complete it without the fans being there it would be a crying shame yet they they have almost de facto sort of been the champions on parade throughout the season if that makes sense I know it sounds odd because Man City yeah. are the reigning champions but having got 97 points and being European champions and then basically conquering all before them they've had this league title won effectively since December and then it's just been a case of a, a parade mm -hmm. towards actual confirmation which now obviously is in the hands of the gods yeah well, I think there's nothing else to say is there it's it's very strange to be able to sit here and, and speculate too much because like you said you can get so far down the rabbit hole of well if this changes then this changes this thing and that changes this thing and then this changes that thing and we, all of a sudden you're now making government plans that we're much far, much further above our pay grade so kind of want to stay out of it a little bit and just kind of speculate on the surface and then sit back and go right someone else deal with it now yeah we'll just keep making podcasts and videos yeah we'll do our best so guy thank you very much for joining me keep yourself safe in the kitchen and uh, get yourself some food it's almost dinner time so i haven't got my watch on uh, it's almost dinner time so get yourself something to eat stay safe and uh, if you've got any coronavirus symptoms then keep to yourself Hopefully we can't catch anything via this this system that we've got going on. No, thanks a lot for uh, for having me and great to uh, great to have a chat. So thank you very much to Guy Clark from the Liverpool Echo for helping us out with a, a video on how this whole coronavirus outbreak affects the the top of the league. I'm also going to join up with Jack Reeve from Talk Norwich City to talk about the bottom of the league and how we're both in the bottom three and how we kind of assess the, the situation and kind of get a varying perspective on this whole crazy thing that we're all going through together thank you very much for listening to this episode uh there'll be little bits coming over the coming days as we kind of find our feet and and work through this setup of working from home and um yeah we'll be back with a, another proper podcast in the uh in the coming days thank you very much and uh, we'll see you soon thank you for listening to claret and blue an aston villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode until then up the villa